Hi, everyone. Thank you for joining us for the first episode of Femme on Fitness. Today's guest is Martha Engber. Martha and I met on the literary scene. Since then, we've collaborated on a television pilot, and it turns out she's a bit of a fitness guru. And today she's going to share 10 fitness tips for rocking this new year. But before we get into the tips, Martha, please introduce yourself and tell listeners what you do. Hi, I'm Martha Engber, as Tanya has said, and I have been in the fitness industry because I cannot, I just can't help it. I have to be in it, and I always have been. When I grew uh, grew up, the two things that were my passions were writing and fitness. I just had to move. I was one of those kids. I was probably ADHD, but it was something that wasn't diagnosed at the time. So I needed both. I needed the writing to release my intense creativity, and then I needed the fitness to be able to release my energy. And so from the day I graduated college, it was a ridiculous thing that I actually started teaching a fitness class for seniors. So this little 21-year-old is in this you know, classroom with the, and they were all great. And so over the years, I've followed a lot of trends and I have became a personal trainer as well. I've taught all kinds of classes from boot camps to spinning and strength and hit and so forth. So I have been able to see that lovely span of 30 years of fitness uh, trends. And so the notes that I'm making for you today are based on all of that. And it's stuff that I do myself and that I tell about my clients to do. So what would you like to start with, Tanya? Well, that sounds like a, a really good place to start with those tips. Okay, so I have, and I will give these notes to Tanya, as I told, so that you will have them for yourselves if you would like to look them up. First of all, the number one thing is no resolutions. Resolutions are known to be a setup for failure. And it's particularly true for women because women are super hard on themselves. You won't find that kind of negativity typically with men that you will with women regarding how they look, how they how they feel, what they should be. So doing our best to not have resolutions is a great way to go. Instead, it would be settling on what you already do and getting a nice awareness of what you already do. And then you slowly build on that. You say, wow, it's great that I walk two times a week. I'm going to see if I can do three. Way better, okay? And more organic. Number two is you weed out the unhelpful but tantalizing marketing ideas. There is no magic regarding diet and types of workouts. None. (laughs) So even if you read another article tomorrow that there is, there isn't. Okay. It's mostly just finding, and we'll go into this a little bit later, but finding what you like to do. So in terms of weeding things out too, there is no instant gratification involved. So if you're going to go to try to do something just to feel the burn or something of that nature, that tends to be short lived, where focusing on something longer term will sustain you. And number three, remove yourself from temptations like food and places and people. We would like to say, okay, I'm not going to hang out with these folks who just eat a lot of junk food and sit around. But it's it, if we do, we will. So you actually have to say, well, I'm going to limit my time <laughs> under those circumstances and instead do X. 
And that's a very hard thing to do. So I'll be upfront about this. A lot of this stuff is just basic hard work. Number three is make you the priority. Okay. When you feel better, everything follows. You think better, which means you handle challenges better. I tell my people, I work with folks primarily in the tech industry, a lot of stress. And that is the primary message. If you take care of you and you feel better and you're less stressful and you're better rested, you're going to be better at your job and you're going to do it in less time, right? Instead of spending 60 hours a week slaving and things like this, why not peel it back to 40 hours of really good thinking time because you've been taking care of yourself? So that is me. So you are first. <laughs> you go on your daily to-do list first. That's a hard one. That's a hard one. It definitely is because we write and it goes back to feeling that everything else is more important than we are. Oh, I've got to do it to save my job. I've got to do it because I'll look weak if I don't. Uh, or you do want to work. put your family in front of you or your friends right, in front of you. I really should be doing XXX. That is correct. And so it is a matter of saying no, me first, because me feeling better is better for everybody. And that is my, my message today. You are going to be a better person. And if you are a better person, then the whole world is better. The you oxygen mask, people. isn't it? <laughs> right. You are better to other people. You are better at what you do. You are just happier. Okay. And that's what I mean is put on your, uh, put your work that's on your to-do list. So it's part of prioritizing you as we've talked about. And I put mine on my list every day and it happens. It doesn't matter how busy I am. It's like, yes, I'm doing this. The last thing is better sleep is one of probably one of the best physical and mental health gifts you can give yourself. It's, it's science. It, it gives you energy, clarity, and better problem solving skills. And it's probably the thing that people uh, resist the most. Oh, I can fit in this one more thing today. You know, this, you know, and, yeah. uh, and the result is, and, and I actually have developed the awareness that if I don't get enough sleep, I start feeling irritable toward other people. And it's not that they're doing something wrong, I realized. It's that I am not in a good position to interface with them. And that was a really strong message. So a lot of times we're irritated. Oh, this person, this person, this person. It might just be that we're we're sleep deprived and we're not handling the situation well, which is a which is a crazy thought. Very powerful, at least I think so. Number four uh, is find the fun. Uh, when I had my clients say that one more time, find the fun. Find the fun. Right, right. When Paul. Clients come to me and they say, I want to do build strength. I want to do fat, more endurance. I want to do X. I want to lose weight, whatever. And I say, well, why do you want to do it? What is something that you used to do and would like to do again, or that you have never done, but you would like to do? And usually everybody has something. Oh, I don't really want to get back into swimming. I you know, I really want to try, for me, it was surfing. Never tried it before. Midwest woman. <laughs> <laughs> I really wanted to try it, right? And so when you have those goals that are really fun, all of a sudden the training takes care of itself. 
if I'm going to, you know, try to go swimming again, I'm probably not going to spend a lot of time necessarily doing hiking, for example, right? I'm going to be going back to the pool more often. Your decision making gets much more focused. So, and, and who doesn't like, I mean, I like to do things that are fun. I can't do things that are not fun. So I do all the things that I find are really fun. I hike with friends. I bike on single track. I, you know, I like to surf and stuff like that. And it is, it is what you enjoy. That said, the, the fifth recommendation is you have to re- embrace reality, right? Being re- realistic regarding time, lifestyle, and budget, right? At this time in my life, I am most likely not going to become a figure skater. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's way too expensive, probably too hard on my body. And, you know, it's, that isn't going to happen. So I, uh, you have to say, how much time do I realistically have? Can I really go for five-hour bike rides? You know, or is that just not going to happen for me? So being realistic helps a lot because it means you're going to be kinder to yourself, right? So, oh, I should be able to do five-hour, you know, bike rides. Well, it's like, you know, my schedule won't allow for it. Number six is find fitness friends because that makes it more fun right? I have a biking group. I have a surfing group. I have a hiking group. <laughs> and sometimes we cross over in all those because we typically will have more fun with other people depending on, and it, it can be a little tricky because you have to find people who are somewhat matched with you in terms of physical capability and interest. So typically, if you pursue it, get into like meeting on a meetup with a hiking group, you you might not gel with the group, but you might meet one person. You're like, hey, we live near each other. Hey, maybe we can try and, and hike once a week. So um, making those connections. Lots, uh, number, number seven is ha- give yourself lots of options, right? If somebody told me that I have to swim every day, I'd be like, oh my gosh, I'm going to be bored by day three. I'm never going to do it. Whereas if you have a good uh, collection of, I don't know, maybe six or seven different types of movement you like to do. Like I used to do, they used to have a trampoline class near me. It was an indoor trampoline place. And it was super fun to go to this class once a week right? It was just joyful. And it was, I threw it in with kind of everything else. The other benefit physically is that you're not over overworking one region. Like you're not. Oh, you're like you're engaging different muscle groups, engaging different muscle groups. Like people who run every day may over time start having trouble with their knees or something of that nature. Yeah. Right. (laughs) That's me. (laughs) Trading things up really helps out a lot. So, you know, giving yourself this nice range not only that, but if you're if you wake up and you're feeling really kind of tired and you plan to go do a trail run that day, maybe today you're you're going to let yourself off the hook and say, I'm going to do yoga today. Right. It's, it gives you an option so that you don't have to feel like failure. Oh, I could go on that trail run today. You know, I'm a failure. And it's like, no, no, no. You're paying attention to what you need. And you chose a different option which is great. That's number, we kind of folded into the next one, which is number eight, you got to love yourself. You have to, you have to love yourself. You have to trust yourself. If you don't feel something is right about a workout or health practice, stop. Something's wrong. You're not getting it. You're not feeling it. And that's okay. 
And a lot of times we, um, we think, oh, it must be me. And it's not. We live with ourselves 24-7. So somebody else's view of us doesn't even matter. What matters is that we say to ourselves, wait a second, I do these other things and they're okay. Therefore, this thing doesn't work for me and that's going to be okay. I'm not a wimp because I'm not doing it. The latest whatever. Right. And the ninth thing is refuse negativity. Become aware of messages that work against you. Advertising, maybe well-meaning friends, uh, media, and you want to um, uh, ha- have messaging that supports you. Blog posts, um, companies that have uh, activewear companies that are very positive in their approach of including everybody in their sizes, right? Or focus on something other than beauty. You know, their activism, their environmentalism, their, you know, sustainability, something of that nature. You have to be watchful. Negativity can come looking like a well-meaning, like advice, but it's really not. It's negative, right? You know, well, you know, maybe if you just do X, right? There's inherently a negative message in that, (laughs) you know, instead of, why aren't you doing X? Because then you can at least find out, oh, it doesn't make me feel good. Oh, well, that's helpful to know. Okay. And the last one is in increasing your knowledge helps a lot, right? I think we're pretty good about reading articles about fitness trends and so forth. Sometimes looking into books that actually talk about what you're going through in life, especially for women, I think is very important. So there are three kind of areas that I would say, first of all, doing, you can use the apps that allow you to take the thinking out of workouts, Nike uh, Training Club, Apple Fitness Plus, those kinds of things where you can literally just, you know, whatever you want to do that day, they have workouts for you. And that is very helpful. It takes a lot of work to to think of your own workouts and create them. Those, you don't have to do it. You're like, yes, I'm going to do Zumba today. Hit the Zumba button and there you are. I'm there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. Other thing is there's, those are paid though. And there, but there are a lot of free um, YouTube channels you can go to. And I'm pretty sure everybody has their favorite. But if you haven't tried YouTube, it's great. There's this one gal who did go, went like gangbusters uh, in Northern Ireland. She started recording uh, training sessions for her clients. And then her clients are like, oh, she's great. You know, look at her stuff. And she she did a great job. It has tons of workouts. And her she's Caroline Gervin. And you have to realize that she's a very beautiful, well-proportioned person. So if that is a trigger for you, you're not going to go do some, uh, to that person's site. You have to go to people and that that you feel comfortable, not like your challenge, like, oh, I'll never be like her. You know, that's that kind of comparison is, is very negative. Another one is yoga with Adrian and, and so forth. In terms of books, these are the ones I've got four that I would really suggest called The Willpower Instinct, How Self-Control Works, Why It Matters, and What You Can Do to Get More of It by Kelly McGonigal. She's a fitness psychologist. And that's a that explains a lot about the science and takes the load off. So we're I think as a as a culture we're no longer looking at oh, I just don't have the willpower to do that. 
we're understanding that that it's um, it, it doesn't really have to do with willpower in particular. It, it's uh, urges and likings and hormones and so forth. So it's not you either have willpower or you don't. That's gone. That whole idea is gone. The second one is the menopause manifesto by Dr. Jen Gunter. It menopause can really screw with women. We have tons of different systems uh, symptoms. So it's good to um, be kind to yourself if you're going through that period or approaching it and reading something that can actually support you and learn about your body. The next one is the XX brain groundbreaking science empowering women to maximize cognitive health and prevent Alzheimer's disease by Lisa Moscone. Um, you'd think that Lisa's whole point when I was listening to her in an interview is that you don't start thinking about doing what you can to uh, prevent Alzheimer's when you're 70. You do it when you're 30, way early. And that's what her point was, that there isn't enough uh, health information for women uh, early enough uh, regarding that. So it's like, you know, getting ahead of the game on that one is is crucial. The last one is the the um, book on ROAR. It's called ROAR, R-O-A-R, How to Match Your Food and Fitness to Your Unique Female Physiology for Optimum Performance, Great Health, and a Strong Lean Body for Life by Stacey Sims. That is... Focusing on what we should be focusing on. How do you feel? What foods do you like? What foods will make you do meet your goals? Right. That's that's the trend now. Is that we're really getting away from this whole idea of dieting and instead moving toward um, uh, the healthy outlook of who am I right now? What are my goals and how do I get there? I think that's great. So I, I, I'm really happy to see that, see that trend continue. So there are my 10 things for everybody. Thank you for <laughs> I hope someone helped. I appreciate you sharing your expertise. How can people connect with you online? Uh, they are welcome to connect through my website, which is my name, M-A-R-T-H-A, Martha Engbert. E is an egg, N is a Nancy, G is a girl, B is a boy, er.com. And you're welcome to email me or I, I love talking with people, especially about how they can helping them uh, make their goals. And where can people find your books? You can find them in all of the on, normal online way, Amazon, Barnes and Noble, have most of my books are on um tanya is being very kind to me <laughs> we have i have essentially a book for writers called growing great characters i have a novel called the wind thief i have a second novel which is a ya novel called winter light and then i have two books coming out this year which is a memoir called bliss road which is all about discovering who you are as a woman and overcoming the challenges that are presented to you as a kid. That is coming out in June. Then I have a historical novel uh, called um, The Falcon, the Wolf, and the Hummingbird. Uh, and so that's very sister-oriented. I have two sisters whom I love dearly, and so they're kind of my inspiration for that one. All of the normal methods, uh, Amazon and so forth. Okay. So thank you again for those wonderful tips. Thank you, audience, for listening. This has been Fem on Fitness, part of the Fem on Collective.